And welcome into episode number 53 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. Uh, Russ Cohen at Sportsology on Twitter. Sportsology.com is the website. You get his books there and everything else. Russ covers everything, by the way. <laughs> Jason Mertitis with you. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Mert and follow the podcast at Stick to Hockey Pod. And uh, 53 episode here is upon us. Do we have a. Oh, we got to go Shane Goss' bear. Yeah, I got to go ghost. Um, but here's the bigger question. It's 92 degrees outside, and you're in long sleeves. Well, the studio, we keep it like a, an ice Yeah, but box. it's not that big a deal. I'm here short sleeve, but yeah. you're here all day, so yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, but I, yeah, exactly. It's like being in a, in a meat locker all day long. Couple that with Anthony, and there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but a lot to get into because training camps are set to open, Russ. Um, it's that time of year. Uh, I see all the... Hockey writers are finally uh, coming back from Rome and Florida and around <laughs> yeah. the world to where well, they get paid nice and kind. Actually, it's Rome, Florida. That's yeah. where they're coming from. Rome, not Rome, New York. <laughs> no, uh, or Rome, Italy. But right. um, everybody's getting back to work. I actually saw a thirty-one thoughts column come out yesterday. Wow! From Elliot uh, at uh, Sportsnet. So it must mean that hockey's around the corner. We got one problem though. There's still too many RFAs that aren't signed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw that. Um... Kevin Fiala signed today, but he wasn't yep. one of the big ones. Yeah. Zaka. Zaka. That that one got a little contentious. Uh, well, he goes to the KHL deal and then well, decides to come you back. You know what, though? Good good on him because uh, he scored 13 goals last year right in that neighborhood, and he's still a developing player. Look, forget where he was drafted. He's just a guy that's taken a little longer than we all thought, but he's getting there. With John Hines, you know, John Hines is a little tough on him. Is he going to play center? Is he going to play the wing this year? Who knows? I'm sure the KHL said, hey, you could play center here. At the end of the day, if he wasn't going to have a contract with, with the Devils, he'd, ma- he'd rather play center there. I don't blame him. Yeah. So it did force their hand. And you know what? The Devils do need his offensive production. They do. Yeah. And right now, in my opinion, Devils are being run very well. Shiro's doing they a are. good job there. Strategic decisions, not only in building the hockey club into a better uh now team and long term, he but learned they're from, also making them marketable. He learned from last year. Last yeah. year he thought all these guys were going to develop and they didn't. So now he was, you know, he's made some tweaks. He made a move. You know, he got Subban. Now he drafted Hughes. And now you're starting to see a little better. But the big problem for the Devils is Taylor Hall. Well, it's a huge, a huge looming issue because he hasn't extended and yeah. season's right here. And I think they're still going to talk, but. When's Taylor Hall going to be sold? Like, you have to believe if the Devils get off to a good start and it's October and he hasn't signed. He's going to take it all the way. He's going to take it all the way. All, and he might get a free agency because he knows if he gets multiple teams involved and gets to pick his location, right. he's going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Um, so real quick, we're going to get to the RFAs and some league news notes. And also on this episode, we're going to deep dive on the Eastern Conference. Um, we're going to look at the Atlantic Division. We're going to look at the Metro. We're going to look at the conference as a whole, and then the next episode we'll take a look at the West. But you know, we're going to figure out some things. We're going to figure out which teams are better than they were last year, which teams are pretty much the same as they were last year, which teams are the most likely candidates to take a step backwards. Okay. Where are they in net for this season coming up? What's been the most impactful additions or subtractions to their teams? Because there's some interesting ones. You go to Carolina. Yeah. It looks like Falk could be on the move. A lot, a lot of different things there. We're going to look at the coaching of each of these teams in the Eastern Conference. So we'll do a complete deep dive. But to stay on the RFA thing real quick, um, obviously the biggest name out there in the RFA world and the most talked about name is, is Mitch Marner. And we've seen some reports about 10- and 11-year offerings, uh, AAV for Marner, in 7- to 8-year contracts or bridge deals. We've seen some bridge deals come down the pike over the last week or so. Wierenski finally gets signed. Yeah. Which which is a really good deal for both. It really was. Yeah. I mean, you looked at that deal, and we saw some of the numbers. It was actually a Columbus beat writer that threw out the number that Provorov was looking for 10 mil a season. And I said, you just might as well made it 27 million a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just equally as absurd as yes. giving him 10 a season. Yeah. Um, but Wierenski signs a three-year bridge contract. He doesn't get to UFA status, no. but he does get to arbitration eligible. Yeah, and actually, in that last year, he gets seven million. So, so like, the qualifying so the qualifying offer. offer starts at like seven seven. Yeah, so he, he does get an impactful raise at the mm-hmm. end of it, which is fine. Yeah. That's what that is supposed to be for. Any guarantees him going forward yes. that he's going to make big and he, money. Look, not that all these other guys don't want to get in camp and play, but I know Wierenski a little bit. That guy is itching to play. Yep, and at some point. And this is really true. At some point, a player needs to go up to the agent and say, listen, I don't want to miss camp or I don't want to miss more than a week of camp. Whatever that entails to get this done, 
then you need to get the best deal done at that point. But there are some out here that, you know, are clearly sunk in and are just like, you get me the best deal. And fine. I mean, that's probably going to happen. But we it looks we always knew going back way to last year that Provorov was probably not getting into camp. Mm-hmm. Unless a miracle happens, he's probably not getting into Because you camp. know the agent, you know the situation. And we knew how this was, right. There's probably going to be three of them at least, maybe four. Yeah. And, and you look at the the Wierenski doesn't light the world on fire with, at that $5 million yeah. AAV on a three-year deal. I mean, Vancouver and Besser apparently aren't even close, so that's yeah. two. Yeah, the, the, you would think like the Besser one would be pretty simple to get done, too. I know. Considering, but it's not going to be, nothing's going to be simple. You're starting to see some of the, now the, after Orensky, some of the lesser high profile RFAs starting to kind of fall in line. Like you mentioned, Fiala. Yeah. And we've seen a few other ones around the league. But when you still got Braden Point, the Marner situation, I mean, that team's got to be doing everything they can to avoid what happened last year with Nylander, knowing how distracting and I don't want to say catastrophic to their season it was, but. Not having Nylander until December 1st was, it was certainly a problem. a problem for that team. And then he comes back out of shape. It was a problem. Yeah, and it disrupted the apple cart yep. because that's just going to happen. And, and you're talking about a team in Toronto with Mike Babcock that's got to move the ball forward. And yeah. if they don't, then then you're starting to go, like, what are we doing here? Right. So well, and, it's volatile. And, and, that's, and it's a tough spot for Dubas because if you think about it, Lou Lamoureux could have taken care of all this a couple of years ago, but didn't. Yep. So now it's on Dubas's doorstep, and he's doing the best he can. I really can't fault him. I think he has tried. A, a, you see Brendan Shanahan a little more involved now, though, too. Yeah, but he's tried a million different ways. There's only so many ways you could cut this up. Yeah. And then at some point, you have to, if you're Marner camp, you have to accept something. Yeah. Well, is Marner being greedy here? Yeah. Is he going for too much? Yes. He's yes, led he is team being greedy. the last two years. Yes, but okay. But he is not Austin Matthews. But I've seen some numbers online, and I think his number total went up like 25 points when playing with John Tavares, while Tavares' points only went up four points. End of the day, I think Mitch Marner needs to focus on being better than Kucherov and not trying to get paid more than Matthews. Yeah. I think that's really where it's at. Yeah, and Matthews, to me, is the far better player overall. And I'll give you the crazy – this is the crazy contract I would sign with Mitch Marner today. I would say, Mitch, here's what I'm going to do. Matthews gets, I don't know, what what does he get? A little over, like 11 point, 11, 3, something. I'm going to give you an even 11, two years. I'm going to tell you that there's seven categories here that I've laid out statistically – analytic-wise and otherwise, if you equal or exceed Austin Matthews in that, I will pay you more than Austin Matthews. If you don't equal them or are are lesser than that, then you could guarantee this next deal will not be at the $11 million rate. Do we have a deal here? Because honestly, I think that's they're hung up on this. Yeah. Well, the situation now for them, too, with the LTR, LTIR options that they have, they're getting to a real dicey territory oh, yeah. right now not having this done. Yeah. So, um, okay, so Marner not done. Uh, let's talk about Patrick Line because in Winnipeg, there's been a lot of drama there regarding Line Down year last year. Um, gifted goal scorer. We know that. Why did he have What a else does year? he do, though? Yeah, exactly. What is he as a 5-on-5 player? You know, He's a winger, so you have to consider that when you consider a number for a player like this. Um, but we've also seen a lot of chatter now that Line is available. Do you a? I'm going to put that in air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting that in air quotes. Yeah, I think they'll talk about anybody. I don't believe he's available. Okay. I just, in my heart, I don't believe that because, look, if you want to go back to Tamu Solani, was that a mistake? Big time, big time. Yeah. So I think all you have to do is look at that and say, down the pike, if he gets back to his 40 and 50 goal area where he should be, mm. who else is there? that could equal that if he's not there? Or who could I get in trade that might get that? And your answer is nobody. No, there's there's four guys in the league that can score at that level. Correct. Ovechkin's still doing it. Right. Line is a guy that can do it. The Brinkett will see. I don't know right. if he can do that again. Yeah, I don't know. 40-plus. I mean, there's, yeah. there's very few guys. I think Austin Matthews can get into yes, that territory. he can. Um, but there's very few guys that— Look at Malkin can on the right year. He can. Probably could have. Not anymore, I don't no, believe. No, We'll no. talk about that. I disagree. Okay. Yeah, I'm not bad. We got to talk about that Phil Kessel situation. That's what I mean. Too. Um, but you know, you look at it, and I go, okay. So, what would a deal look like? A lot of Flyers fans have been texting us, you, me, and everybody yeah, else. Yeah. What would a deal look like if the Flyers wanted to get in on a guy like Patrick Line? And of course, you see Line, and you see that he is potentially available, and people drool. You go right. There's the scorer that Giroux has never had. Now, a lot of people haven't had a guy like Line. Right. But you look at a guy like Line and you go, now, if he's playing with a guy like Giroux and that vision or a power play, whatever, 
that's the the goal scorer. He's the kind of player that puts butts in seats because he's right. a spectacle. So what would a deal look like? So you get the questions, hey, could we trade Voracek and this and that for him? And to me, the answer they're when not it comes taking to Voracek, Voracek. Yeah, they're in a situation because if they sign Line A, they're going to have to make another move, and it's right. probably going to cost them Ehlers. It might cost them Ehlers. Probably be a lesser player, but it could cost mm-hmm. them Ehlers. So the fallout from the deal that Line A signs remains to be seen. So they're not really in the mood to take on a big contract with right. a decent amount of term on it. So that takes out a Voracek. That takes out a JVR. I'm not saying that they would even ask for them. Now, they need defense. They lost two guys. They lost Truba and they lost Tyler Myers. Right. So they need some D. So, okay, Flyers have a plethora of, you know, a plethora right. of D-men. Right. To go, do, so they go, well, would you do Provorov? And I wouldn't because. And they're not going to do it with D. the uncertainty anyhow. Yeah. They're not going to do it. You're one problem for another one. They're not Two doing headaches. it. Right. So you they're never swap that. a headache. No. But, okay, well, who's under control? All right, Sanheim. Do you make that trade Sanheim in a deal for Liney? You don't. Well, I, I'm going to give you a reasonable one where I think salaries might line up in my head. So maybe you go Niskanen, Gostaspier, and then the next guy out is either going to be like Konechny, Frost, Farabee, one of those guys. Yeah, Ratcliffe. Rack, well, I think I don't even think they want – I think it would be one of the other higher skill guys even okay. than Ratcliffe. So I think it's going to be one of those three guys and then maybe even a draft pick. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, is that what we want to do? Yeah. I don't even think the Flyers should want to do that. Yeah. it's You're looking at – you're getting the, the most talented player you in are. the trade. But it's affecting but too many things. you create a lot of other holes it's cr- with it, his it, addition. It's, it's, it's affecting too many other things. Yeah, and you're still going into the season with a 21-year-old goalie. And right. you need some veteran defensemen, which is why they made That's the why move they made the move. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, to me, a deal But you, you would look when you look at like Winnipeg, that, though, if they're trading line A – they may not want a lot of youth. They may want some. They're going yeah. to want some. But they need some players to help them get to the Stanley Cup, too. Yeah. Well, you may be looking at, look at a guy like Phil Myers. But the, he might still be a little too green for them. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to have to go beyond that. Yeah. I'm not going to. No, no. Straight. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because he's not ready to play a top four role there. Correct. And, and they want to take that step forward after a step backwards last right. year. Because they're close to. They're like very tough division. I think Buffalo's in his last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're in a spot now. Yeah. They got the Flyers gotta, would actually be a good trade partner for them. They would, but I, I, I just don't see it happening with anybody. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Unless this goes beyond, it doesn't matter. Even if it goes beyond, mm-hmm. um, Braden Point. It seems like down in in Tampa, they get deals done. They have the no tax. Uh, do they situation. get deals done? I mean, we we thought Point would be signed months ago. No, they they ended up getting Stamkos done prior to this is Eiserman now. Uh, prior to him hitting free agency right. the day before, I think it was. Yeah. And now Julian Breesbaugh is down there, and he still has the same advantage of no state tax. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're taking, um, you know, taking a, 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 fre- a team-friendly deal when there's players bringing home the same amount. Now, the PA doesn't like it. No. <laughs> because of the million and a half or yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. is less but of a comp that's for an the advantage other for the team. That's yeah. it. And, and you got to call it like you see it. So um, if there's ever a team, though, that can kind of be – Stand a, a strong line. It's Tampa, isn't but here, it? yes. But here's here's the issue. If you're Tampa, we got demolished last year. We're supposed to be in the Stanley Cup. I can't have you being a holdout, man. Mm-hmm. If this season starts off bad again, forget about whatever you're making. This team could start to crumble. Yeah, you think they're that volatile right now? Well, I mean, if you don't start with Braden Point, it's not going to be a good starting mm-hmm. point. I don't think they're that bad because, no, I mean, they have tons of players. They have Vasilevsky. But I'm just saying if Braden Point's a holdout, it, they'll have a start to the season similar to the Leafs last year. That's right. what will happen. Um, Colin, my buddy Colin, uh, yeah. former NFL player, big uh, big fan of the Stick to Hockey pod, responds and says, do you guys see the Flyers making a trade before the season starts? And he inquires about lining. Do you see any other areas where they may make a trade? We just talked about line A, but is, is I don't there think, another potential I don't think, area? I don't think line A. I really think they're kind of done right now. I I don't think there's another area. I think we have to wait at least a week into camp to mm-hmm. see what Vigneault might bitch about. Okay. And that's and that, he won't bitch it to the media, but he might bitch to management like, hey, uh, if you could do something about this, that'd be great. So I think that's the real key. We don't really know – and. It's a little early for that. Yeah, he's look. Vino's getting his 
eyes on evaluations for the first time here. Right. Because it doesn't so. matter. He could do all the video study. He could do whatever. But you have to see how guys respond to you on the ice. When you're asking them to do what you're going to want them to do. Correct. So, all right. Eric Bowman tweets in. He says, uh, and you were out there this week, uh, rookie camp. Uh, he says, hearing a lot of rave about Morgan Frost in camp. Is he the clear rookie favorite heading into the big boy camp? No. Which starts on Friday. Is the favorite Joel Farabee? Yes. Okay. For two reasons. Now, Morgan Frost, look, is a higher skill level than Joel Farabee. I get it. Morgan Frost is faster than Joel Farabee. I get it. But Joel Farabee plays a great defensive game. He plays hard in the corners. Frost is just learning how to sort of play in the corners because he's a center. Like, you're going to ask him to play wing now. I just think Farabee has this edge because he already played a year of college hockey that way in a tough division, in some big games. Even though they, you know, they weren't a great team, he got that experience and Frost was playing center. And Frost could also skate his way out of trouble in the league he was in. So I think Farabee is... And look, I think Farabee would click instantly with a guy like Kevin Hayes. You know, the Massachusetts guys... He could show him the way. Farabee is very good in molding him where you want him to go. He could play any kind of bottom six role. You can't put Morgan Frost on a fourth line no matter what. You don't develop him on a fourth line. But, I mean, if you had to, I think they could put Farabee there. Okay. I don't think that's the greatest role for him either. I'd rather, you know, in a third-line role. But I'm just saying you could. Now, we keep assuming that wing spot on that third line with Pitlick Shelved for at least a month, and which will probably Chris be longer. Stewart, yeah, Chris Stewart talks a good game, doesn't he, man? Well, I love it. That's great. That's, I mean, that's the way you should come. Here's in the worry: if I'm a player that is on the edge of a job or might have a little bit of an injury going into camp, he is going to be a Mack truck in camp. Like he is not going to. Yeah. Chris Stewart is not going to take it easy on anybody. If the puck's in the corner, he's going to hit you, man. Yeah. He wants a job. So that kind of guy. Could cause a problem. Um, so another question here. Dr. Janitor says, do you believe the Flyers are attempting to make a trade involving one of their defensemen but have been held up by the Provorov contract status? So he's getting and that Gossespierre. He, well, that's Gossespierre, Haig, Morin. Yeah. Yeah, I think yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. I don't think there's a ready-made deal, but clearly anything that they were thinking about doing, they couldn't do. What I want to know is, is he a doctor or is he a janitor? There's a big there's a big drop-off there between the two. <laughs> well, it's certainly in compensation, <laughs> speaking of uh, Provorov. Uh, <laughs> um, no, another question here, and we're going to get to our deep dive on the uh, Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division, and the Metro in a, me- in a moment. But Chris D'Angelo tweets in. He said, are the Flyers good enough to be slightly above average in a very good Metro Division? Are they stuck to just being good to slightly better than good but not great? Is their ceiling capped? See, I don't I go think into this, and I don't, think I don't know capped. what they are. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody fully knows what they are. I don't think the ceiling's capped because of the goalie. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and, but they have a lot of new players. I think they're good to a little better than that, and that's if it all clicks and you don't have long holdouts. Because, again, if you start the season with Frost and Barabee, it's not going to kill you. But not having Konecti is going to have an effect yeah. if he wasn't there. So you hope that that doesn't happen, but that could affect the way they start their season. So... I can't. I don't want to say they're capped though, because I don't believe that's true. Well, the other part of his question, and we'll get to this when we get to the deep dive. Um, but he, but he used the term a very good metro division. I think it's a very competitive division. It's but, better. It's uh, a lot better. So the best division in hockey is clearly the Central. We say that today. It could change overnight. I mean, look at that division. Uh, the team that I mean, who's going to finish in the bottom of that division? It could be Minnesota. Yeah, and Minnesota. You still have some pretty good players. There. Minnesota, I mean, Winnipeg still... could end up being just ahead of Minnesota. Nashville, yeah. Nashville might be just ahead of those two. Like I get what you're saying. Yeah, but and it's probably not going to be this year. But maybe deeper than some divisions. I foresee the Metro being the best by next year, possibly. Okay. Well, yeah, because you look, you have the two top lottery picks from this year. If Taylor Hall stays in the division and some of the cap situations, the goaltending that still exists in the division, mm-hmm. it's. Well, there's going to be a, it's pretty a crazy. changing of the of the guard there, though, too. Yeah, for the Rangers eventually, but we don't know and, when. And Carolina, right? Who is you know who's going to be their long term? Is it going to be a long term answer? Do the Flyers have a long term answer? Does New Jersey? Well, have... the Flyers, the Flyers are in a long term situation now with Carter Hart, so mm-hmm. they would probably go three years before they 
worried about or said uh, maybe he's not what we thought he was. Yeah. And that's the worst case scenario. So technically, he is the long term guy. Yeah. Even though he's young. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, no, they have Ned Yelkovic and they've got some other players, but Ned Yelkovic's probably the leader. So Morazic is a short term guy. Big no time. question. Yeah. Always was, always will be. Yeah. All right, let's get to the deep dive. We'll get some more some more of the Twitter questions coming up. Um, but let's start in the Atlantic Division, all right? So, And we'll kind of work our way from last year's standings backwards. So let's start with Ottawa. Okay. <laughs> it's like starting with the ass end of the pony here. Yeah. Um, but Ottawa comes in this year, new coaching staff. Um, do they have a chance to be better, as good as, or worse than last season? When you oh. look at it, I mean, they fought kind of to the end. They finished the, the season 64 points. 29, 47, and 6 on the year. They got some young players that could be good, and they have some pieces there. They got a 560-year-old Craig Anderson in that, yeah, but I, a new coaching staff. I'm, I'm going to say they could be the same. They do have some players, but they're all young developing players, mm-hmm. and Anderson's going to get traded probably at the deadline, right? We all think that. So I'm going to say the same, because even if they start out better, they're going to make trades. Yeah. And and you're right. They may have to sell off some expiring contracts and get more assets or right. picks in return. Right. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, seventh place team last year in the division. For a period of time, they were actually playing pretty decent. And then they fell off. But 32, 40, and 10 on the season, 74 points, seventh spot in the division. Do they have the chance to be as good at worse or better than last season? No, they're the worst team in the NHL. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Somebody has to be. I was pinning that on on Ottawa. Well, I think Ottawa might edge them out mm-hmm. because would well, that be a battle to keep an eye on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's something with Ottawa: Brady Kachuk could have a massive year for them, and it wouldn't shock me if he does. And if he does, nobody's going to be shocked. They got a pretty good young defenseman too. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Shabbat will be an All Star. So yeah, I look at Detroit, and even if Cider, <clears throat> even if Cider starts the year with them, which I think he will. I don't think he's going to have a Shabbat kind of impact. And even if Zadina is better now, because he had a decent AHL year, I don't think he's going to have a massive impact like Brady Kachuk. Yeah. So I do think Ottawa could could do a little more because Colin Wilson will be healthy. Like, they have some players. They do. And yeah. we, we can't simply discount them. Detroit's defense is brutal. Does and this... Mike Green is, like, iffy right oh, now, injury-wise. Um does this lead to the end of uh, a coaching change? Is this a prime candidate for a coaching Not change? Not this year, because who else is going to coach it? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be third to last, second to last, last. New GM, though, too. It doesn't matter. Okay. But if you're going to be third to last, second to last, last, yeah. why am I bringing someone in midseason to coach that? Yeah. I wouldn't, but I'd be looking all year for the, his successor. Yeah. I mean, Eiserman's going to be looking for his guy. Because I think he got a two-year extension, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he'll be looking for his guy, no matter okay. what. Um, let's go to Buffalo now, where this team, you look at what they've been able to acquire, two number two overall picks, a number one overall pick in Rasmus Dahlin, who looks f- like he's going to be phenomenal. Could be the second coming. Well, he is Nick phenomenal. Lidstrom. No, no, he yeah. is already phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, throwing Lidstrom's name out there maybe is— It's a little much. It's but, a little much, but but he he had a really good year. He had a wall and plowed right through it last he year. Um Big question mark in net for this team with Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark. But when you look at Buffalo, they had the 10-game win streak last year. And then after that, nobody played worse in the league for the remainder of the season than the Buffalo Sabres. Sure. I Is think Casey were... Middlestack going to be a 2C? I mean, he could be, but they probably won't throw him in that spot. They better not. But, they've, but they're going to add Olofsson. They've, they've got some nice pieces there. They're a little better on defense now. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're a lot better on defense. That's going to be a big key. If their defense can do better. Their goaltending will certainly do better. Is their goaltending good enough? I don't know. I think this is a year where at the all-star uh, at the trading deadline, they could still be dealing too. Mm. Well, they bring Skinner back too, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. bringing Skinner back was big. Yep. And and like I said, I think Olafson will be their most impactful, you know, pick up as far as in their in their system. What do you think of the coaching change? You go from Phil Housley to Ralph Kruger. I mean, I liked Kruger years ago with Edmonton. He was the only one that got anything out of um, uh, first overall pick. Uh, Neil Russell. Yakupov. Yakupov. Yeah. He was the only one that got anything. I think he had 13, 16 goals, something like yeah. that. Because uh, he actually used them on the power play, which yeah. is what his shot was, was made for. High skill guy, too. Yeah. Kruger is an interesting guy. He he coached Team North America. Yeah. Yeah. He, 
He's a pretty good tactician guy, mm-hmm. but he's also a good player guy. So I do think they'll get more out of him. But I he's also an interesting guy too. Yeah, like his whole but kind I think of thing is but I think Bottle's on a short leash there because Pagula is is this kind of guy that wants to win championships yeah. all over the place and. You know, apparently even and and I went. I'll divulge this. I went to the Jets opener this week, and and they lost. And Pagula was After being up sixteen nothing. Yeah, and Pagula was in the winning locker room for for Buffalo, acting up. You know, oh, and yeah. it's like it's like you beat the Jets. It's like, dude, you beat the Jets. I get it, but it's game one. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. Uh, all right, <laughs> one of the teams that a lot of people are expecting to be better. And they should be because they had a couple. We talk about most impactful additions or subtractions. Maybe the two biggest, most impact additions in the NHL this summer with Joel Quenville and with Sergei Bobrovsky, it's the Florida Panthers. Are they finally going to be a team that makes the playoffs? Yeah. And they're just going to still be the Florida Panthers. No, no, they're making the playoffs. And they didn't trade Mike Hoffman, which we kept hearing that might happen. So they should have a lot of scoring. Mm hmm. And Barkov's talking a big game, and yep. Barkov should be able to back it up. They should have the goaltending now. The defense is still good. Ekblad, Trocek, Ekblad, Ekblad yeah. a year healthier. Trocek is a very good underrated yep, player. I agree. Uh, you know, I'm still not big on Matheson. I always felt like they overrated him, but whatever. That was uh, a talent thing. Uh, end of the day, though, and I I think with Quenville there, that will be the difference. I, I mean, look, Talon's a, a good guy, but I just think. He did overvalue some some players that mm-hmm. you know he tends to like them too much, but right now they're in a pretty good spot. They really are. I I think it's going to be hard, but I think Quenville knows what it's going to take. Did it with a young team in Chicago, and, and I took think, it over there. And I think for the best way to put this is, you know how in Florida it's like I don't want to ever question anybody's you know resolve, right? But I have heard from players that because it's beautiful there all the time and everything else. It is a battle to sort of stay in hockey mode. Yeah. Quenville will keep them in hockey mode. No, no choice. They'll be sleeping in a refrigerator truck if they has to. Right. Uh, the thing about it, too, is, and people, if you don't if you don't recall, prior to the Blackhawks becoming a dynasty and winning three cups, it was a mess in Chicago. Oh, yeah. It was a no, disgrace. No, no, with, with my website, Sportsology, I used to send a guy in, and he was covering the Blackhawks when, like, Kyle Calder was their best player. Yeah. It was and, bad. Yeah. And people no, were wearing bad. bags to the games and the, yeah. the Madhouse on Madison. Oh, no, no. There was no Madhouse. They were going to revolt. They didn't have home games televised. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, was, it was really bad. It was bad. a dark time, man. So you, you can say, oh, well, you look at it now, revision, and you go, oh, Taves Kane and, yeah. you know, Seabrook and Keith and all these guys. I don't know if I told you the Kane story, but the Kane story quickly, myself and Shane Malloy, who we did Hockey Prospect Radio for years, we did a show on the concourse before the draft. There were a lot of um, – a lot of Blackhawks fans there, and you know somebody's like, "Hey, they're gonna draft," and we're like, "Patrick Kane." And they're like, "Boo! We don't want him. He's small. We want somebody bigger." You could have taken JVR. Yeah, <laughs> Flyers got left with JVR. The fan base would have taken JVR because they didn't believe in the smaller Patrick Kane. And Shane and I had seen Patrick Kane in London, and we were like, "Listen, we've seen this guy yeah, in action. You've seen these hands. You, you want this player? Whoa. Trust us." And I'm telling you, we got booed. Wow. Yeah. Man, he's been a huge part of it. I know. All right. So the team that finished fourth. So wait, do, does Florida first of all finish in the top three in division, or are they the wild card team? Wild card. Okay. Um. So at least one wild card team will come from the Atlantic Division. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's legit. Can two come from the Atlantic Division? So let's go to the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadians last year finished with 96 points but didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. That, Usually that'll get you in. I know. And com- by about four points comfortability. Yeah. They didn't get in. For example, there are teams in the Western Conference that got in with 90 points. Yeah. But they didn't get in with 96. Can they repeat and go back to a 96 or better performance next year? Or is this team primed for a step back? Well, I mean, Price played amazing. He was one of the best goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. Julian's a great coach. Weber can be better. And he's healthy coming in. And he's healthy coming in, which is huge. Kokaniemi is another year, which is great. Domi had a great year yeah. there. Can he duplicate that? I, mean, I think he, almost, he can. I mean, he, 30 more points last year than he had prior? I know, but I but I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think he finally— just situation for him. It just, yeah, it was the right situation. I think it clicked. They're another team that it's the blue line. We're going to have to see what they can do and yeah. produce. Uh, will a guy like Noah Juleson be able to stay injury-free and be able to help him a little bit? They're going to need a little help on the blue line, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to be right around that number, which is going to be on the playoff bubble. Yeah. They're going to be in the hunt. 
I don't know if they're going to make it. If you're putting a gun to my head right now, then I'm going to say they're not going to make it. Wow, okay. So that's... But I will tell you another thing that they have maybe in their arsenal. Uh, Cole Caulfield recently <sighs> scored like four points over a weekend. He had a hat trick in a game. Yeah, for Wisconsin. I think it's 90, 1994 is the last time maybe like somebody scored 40 goals in NCAA play. He might. He's going to play there with with Dylan Hollowell and mm-hmm. Alex Turcott in Wisconsin. So they're going to score buckets of goals. Yeah. When that season ends, Montreal could sign them, and if they're right in there, could put them could right be an in. Injection, depending on how good Wisconsin is and how far they go. So that could be a little help on the back end too. He's one of those. There's going to be a lot of remorse. Oh, I think about Cole the Crawford. remorse is going to be massive, and it could it's probably already started. And it could come out of Philly too. Oh, yeah, they passed on him twice. Yeah, at 11. Then when they moved back to uh, 14th, they passed on him again. And, and listen, they got a good player. Now, York, if, if York were to play next year, it might cushion the blow a little. Yeah. But we'll see. He might be able to, but we'll see. But one of the things, too, Flyer fans go, we've been missing. We need a, we need a sniper, a goal scorer. Cole Caulfield's that. Now, Bobby Brink may be a good goal scorer, no, too. No, he, he is a good goal scorer. He's not a sniper. Yeah. Uh, so the problem is, and you said it earlier, if I, have, if I was going to make a trade and I have Cam York and Bobby Brink, am I going to – if I'm Montreal, do I trade that for Cole Caulfield? The answer is going to be no. No. Because that guy is a potential superstar where – both the other guys are really good players, and York could be an all-star. It's possible. Yeah. But he's not a superstar. It, it is amazing. And you look at Cole Caulfield, and if you were to pass him in the YMCA, yeah. you'd think he was in eighth grade first of yeah, all. Yeah, and, he, and he's smiling all the time. He's yeah. a serial smiler. And he's a serial scorer. <laughs> oh, my God. At there's a, every There's level. a video of him, three-year-old Cole Caulfield, or maybe he's four. He had the same release at that yeah. age with, like, a plastic He was puck. born with it. He was born with it. Yeah. And so... Everybody should have recognized that that release is elite. Debrinket just came out the other day and said he feels it's elite. Yeah. Like when you scored every level at the clip he, he scored. What did he score? 60-something, 70 goals? Yeah. Like, come on, man. For the, yeah, the National Team Development Program. And then you look at also – I remember Patrick O'Sullivan telling the story that I think it was the the, Pee-wee tour, the Quebec Wee tournament, and he played against Ovechkin in that tournament. And you're talking about the best Wee hockey in the world. Right. And Ovechkin went out there and scored like nine goals. Yeah. And they lost like 12 to nothing. Yeah. And he goes, We knew as a peewee that this guy was a legend. Right. And was just able to. Some guys just can score. Oh, they yeah. go to the right places. Yep. They have the release. They the know release everything. They work on it all the time. Th- those fast twitch muscles mm-hmm. are just better than everybody else's. Yeah. And the fast twitch for a goal is the nightmare because you right. can't read anything. No. You just get it off your stick without even pulling it back. And you can bomb it by doing that and with these sticks and the flex you can like like even the even a guy like matthews when he does that pullback by the time he's pulling back you're dead oh yeah uh, you're it, dead as a goalie well, the other thing he does he pulls it into his feet and that's yeah. a nightmare yeah and, th- and then you look at that and you go and the way these guys can shoot the puck but i think there's another cerebral part of it that cole caulfield has no that there other is and he and he talked about it it's he, goalie momentum like he's, he's he sees it He's leaning on his right skate. If I go to his left side, he's dead. You can't because you can't fight inertia as right, a goalie. So right. I think he just has this. He doesn't even know it, but he yeah. has it. No, but and I think you're right. And I think one of the other things he talked about post draft was he is going to learn how to shoot from different angles. He goes, I know I have a sweet spot right now, but it's going to get tougher as I get to the next level. So he is already working on different areas to score from. And, yeah. you know, as good as he was, he's not sitting on his laurels, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. He, he could be an exciting player to watch. Yes. All right, so you got Montreal out. Let's go uh, the division still in the Atlantic division. Toronto finished third last year with 100 points, 46-28-8. and eight. We talked about Marner, the distraction. We always talk about their defense and lack thereof. With well, Jake I don't know about now. I mean, yeah. you, you you got Muzzin for a full season. You added Tyson Barry for one season. That's a good add. Like, yeah. They lost Jake Gardner, which, again, you have, you'll have – I think a – I think you'll have fewer turnovers with Barry, even though he still turns it over too, yeah. than with Gardner and a few more points. So I think you're gaining on the plus end. Muzzin, definitely you're gaining defensive, just a guy who could play really mm-hmm. rock-solid defense and pick you up with some points. No, their defense is better. I actually I think Liljegren will start the season with them, mm-hmm. and if Liljegren starts the season with them, that's another big kid who could skate the puck out of trouble. Yep. Whether he scores a lot of points or not may not matter. But as long as he could do that, so I I like them. I like the goaltending. You can't ride Anderson that much this no, year, though. I mean, you gotta you gotta be careful with them. But they mismanaged their backup goaltending last year. Oh yeah, in a big way. That that's on Dubas. Yeah, they mismanaged it, and you know you end up giving away McElhaney and 
It just wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do to go with Sparks. But um, their success or failure on the season gets determined simply in April if they can get out of the first round. Yes. If they can't get out of the first round, it's failure. And right. Mike Babcock, when he was hired, said there's going to be pain. There's been a lot of pain, and they haven't moved it forward. No, and that they do need to move it forward. There's no question. And if is Marner in, is he in trouble if they don't go past the yes. first round this year? Yes. He's out. He and could it's be out. Keith, right? He could be out. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's go to Boston right now. They get to the Cup final last year, but they finished second in the division, 107 points. Just re up Bruce Cassidy, which again, mm-hmm. when they hired him, I was like, I don't know if he's the guy from Washington. I don't like it. Well, but Sweeney I, too. I mean, this whole this. But I had an open mind. Well. But I had an open mind, and you know what? Cassidy has definitely figured it out. He's a good players coach. He tells you what's on his mind. I like that. He he's a lot like Cooper mm-hmm. in in a post game. Will actually just. Lay it all out there, and if players yeah. screw up, Very he's gonna. Fact. He'll tell you, and so, and yeah, he will. He'll say it matter of factly, but he'll say it. Yeah. So I, I think that's good, but boy, I gotta tell you, Carlo McAvoy and Chara's health starting the season with that, it doesn't matter that you made it to the Stanley Cup because you might have had a hangover anyhow. Yeah. That is going to guarantee you a hangover if that doesn't start the season. Yeah, and you, and you got to talk about health. You got to look at, you know, are you going to keep Patrice Bergeron healthy? I mean, he he's was fairly healthy last year. He was, yeah. yeah, he was healthy. So, I, I mean, in that regard, hey. But he's I, getting up there now, too. I know, but Pasternak, look, he's Bergeron, you know what I think of him. He's still one of the three best perfect, centers. Perfect in the hockey league. player. Yeah, he really is. Um, again, I was told, I don't know who I was told this by, may have been Cassidy, somebody that throughout the entire Bruins organization, all of the centers get tapes on Bergeron every game and they Here's all what to do and what not to do and that's what they do and it's an amazing thing because mm. you don't hear that in all organizations yeah. like you don't hear that with the flyers and Giroux. Yeah. no offense to claude but yep. i'm just saying so but we look at boston and pasternak's an elite player no question about it i think they're probably unhappy that back said hey i'm coming back yeah they would have <laughs> preferred not <laughs> i would think they would have preferred not because maybe like a kid like stanika or somebody would get a yeah. chance uh you know, Heinen, I don't think, is going to give them that many gains. I think they do lose a little bit with Donato, but not a ton. I think the scoring, they'll figure it out. I don't think that's a big well, a they deal. They need to be more balanced. And, and Krejci, look, I think he's got two years left on his deal. I think they're going to let that ride out. I don't think they'll ever extend Krejci, mm-hmm. even though he had a really good year last year. Yeah. So, and you look at Krug as another guy, too. It's a yeah, good player for them. Krug, and he, but he's, playoff he's coming up against the contract year, yeah. too. So they've got to figure out that blue line. That could kill them. Yeah. And Rask or no Rask. moving on from Chara as well. Yeah, because, I mean, look, Vakanen will come up. They'll have other guys that could fill in, but, boy, you've got to at least have two of those three guys when you start the season. I think if any team gets supplanted out of the top three in the Atlantic, it's them. Yeah. No, I, I think, think they're so, the, too. the prime candidate. I'm not saying they're not a playoff team. No. But I'm saying they're a team that I could see taking a step back. And how does you know a guy like Rask I, I felt like, bounce back from the – the cup final. And yeah, no, Rask will be fine. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not worried about Rask. I think as much as I covered that team last year, which is a little more than I usually do, I think it took everything they had to get to the cup. Everything. Yeah. And so I think it makes it twice as hard for them to even get back there. Yeah, it, it's very difficult when you feel like you were. I mean, they were they're in a game seven. Yeah. At home. Yeah. And you lose it, and that's tough. That's tough on a team. Um, so we're saying step back there. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Boy, what a team, what a roster, 128 points last year. The year that, I mean, Kucherov had was off the charts, 128 yep. points. Uh, 62-16-4 in modern NHL is incredible. Yeah. I don't know that they get to 128 points again. I don't. That's not the measuring stick for them, I don't believe. It's not. Actually, it's not playoffs, it should but... be the opposite. Like, I know plenty of teams that have won the President's Trophy. And the then that, and, and that next year, they're like, you know what? We're not focused on... Yeah. Winning the President's Trophy ever again. But they're so good. Like, they can say, we're not going out tonight to, like, leave it all out there to try and get a win on a Tuesday night in March. But they're still so good, it just doesn't matter because they score in bunches. Yeah, I, so, so I just have this sneaky suspicion that Cooper, there's a little issue there. Like, he's mm-hmm. got to produce here or ownership is going to get a little upset because – there is going to be a moment where Brisbane is going to look at that cap and start having to make some heavy cuts, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe Stamkos is going to be one of them. You know, Tyler Johnson certainly, yep, and a, a guy who could be one of them. And so they kind of have to win this year. Yeah, but I don't think they take a step back. They extend the goalie. They extend the coach. Yeah, I think they're right where they're going to be, right around that same point area. Yeah, they're an elite team in the league, no doubt about it. All right, let's go to the Metro. Uh, last year, finishing in the bottom spot, in the Metro was the New Jersey Devils. We talked about them earlier. Talking about Taylor Hall, we talked about 
some of the acquisitions in, in previous episodes, P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons, the drafting uh, at the top of the draft to get Jack Hughes, some of the additions they made this offseason. Are they a team that can move forward with all these? A lot of people are high on them. I'm not particularly high on them. Well, you can't be high yet until you see Blackwood again and say, you know what, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I happen to like Mackenzie Blackwood. I liked him in his draft year. I think he can do it. I don't think they're going to give the job to Schneider. I think Schneider will lose the job. I do. So maybe he even starts off. Well, if you lose the job, then you're not very good. Well, but whatever. I mean, he could be fine as a backup. Yeah. So it depends on Blackwood because a lot of other things are in place. Uh, like you said with Subban, like you said with Hughes, uh, Boquist is there now. Jesper Boquist, I just interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and boy, he's got an unbelievable shot, man. So he is going to help them a lot. I think they got a lot better now that Zach is coming back. I, I feel like their scoring will be there. It's all about goaltending. So I think they will improve on last year. Yeah. And I do. Having Subban on the power play will certainly help. Yeah. Uh, and I also. Out. Yeah, I think having Subban is a really big deal, and I think because they did have some power play issues, Subban and Hughes will make that power play something else because yep. people were finding out in the rookie tournament, they were like, does Jack Hughes ever stop moving? Yeah. And it's like, no, the answer is no. No, the great players are always moving. He's like a basketball player. Like basketball players, I always taught you, even if you're kind of like not in the play, you got to keep rotating. Yep. you got to keep always stay open in case that puck can get back to you, and that's what Hughes is, and yep. a lot of times – He's the guy that's feeding everybody else, but sometimes he's the guy getting it for a goal, too. Yeah, I mean, just in coaching all levels of hockey, you hear it all the time. The best players are the ones that when your team doesn't have the puck, they're moving to eliminate an opportunity or a threat. Right. Even if they're not on the strong side of the play or side of the zone. Um, And then conversely, when your team has the puck, they're the ones always moving to create a threat. Yeah. And if you're not moving, you're not doing anybody any good. You're in dead man land. Yeah, the other thing I was going to say is, now that Subban's there, it takes the heat off of Damon Severson because I don't think um, they knew exactly, Hines knew exactly what to do with him because yeah. Severson can give you offense, but I think they were just using him wrong. I think now he could be in a better role. Yeah, and if, if PK can get back to a Norris level of play, then boy, that would no be There's no reason huge. to think he can't. No, physically he should be fine. He's going to thrive in that market, trust yeah, me. He'll yeah. be fine. He's going to eat it up, and they're going to eat him up. Uh, the Rangers came in in seventh last year, 78 points, 32, 36, and 14. Um, a lot of change in New York. Uh, a lot of big change in New York. They get Truba. They draft Capo Caco. Did you see the goal, by the way? I did. And the, ooh, that was a man, by the way. That was the boys. a man. <laughs> it was. Um, but we expect that. Like, yeah. anything less, we would have been like, hmm. Yeah. But they make some interesting acquisitions and, and additions, and you look at the situation there. They're well coached. Um, I think the GM's doing a good job. But is it time for them to take a big step forward? I think they will. Because you look down the middle, I think and they... you look in that. Well, they're going to look on the blue line because the biggest question people keep asking me is Adam Fox really as good as you say he is, Russ. And I'm telling you, you're on the hook on this one. I am. And I'm fine with it. I'm telling you, he is. I, people in the rookie tournament saw it in him. Mm -hmm. They see that he's got pushback. He, he has really good offensive instincts, has an excellent shot, but he does everything really well. He's not a superstar at anything, but when you put him on the ice, you can forget about him, and he's not going to make dumb plays, and he's going to do what a defenseman's like supposed lineman. to do. Right. But he also has an offensive game that's really good. Yep. So I think he will be able to fill that role. I think Mark Stahl, coming off a good year like he did last year, will be fine. So I think the Rangers' defense is better than people think, and I think with Truba and Fox, you're going to see that. Because Truba, Fox, Shea, they all know each other from the yep. U.S. program. And so there's going to be familiarity. You know, Shea actually paired with Fox, so I don't know if they'll do that again, but, you know, they've, they've paired together before. So you have that. Now, in the rookie tournament, and I watched a couple of games, Kratzoff and and Kako may have had a little chemistry there. Yeah. And both of those are highly skilled guys. Now, there was no question that Kako made him better, but that's what you would expect because I think Kako is their best young player yeah. and is going to be maybe their best player. You know, Zabanajad had a great year, but I think Kako might be their best player. Like, Certainly I, in a year or so. You know, but he could be this year. Like, yeah. he could have that kind of impact. He may not, but I think he could. So, if you have chemistry from the young guys, and you already had what you had, and you added Panarin, how are they not taking a step forward? Yeah. You, unless the guy unless Lundquist is washed up, which I don't believe he is, yeah. how can you not have a step forward? Yeah, to me, they, they can take a step forward because I think Lundquist can go for one more and Georgiev is a really real- good backup. Yeah. Like, 
And it, they got it, another guy in the wings, too. They could play Georgiev four or five in a row if they have to to give Lundqvist a rest, mm-hmm. and no problem. Like, yeah. that's that's good. Lundqvist should play no more than 52 games. I think that's probably the number. Yeah. Because um, th- he gets a little itchy. If he doesn't play a certain amount, yeah. he gets itchy, too. Yep. And He's a competitor. He doesn't talk about it, but I've seen it. Yeah. And I've seen it just with... The worst thing, <laughs> I've covered Lundqvist a long time, right? So you get to, even though, like, we're not buddies, I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I get to know his mannerisms and everything else. When he's the backup goalie in the locker room, he is a completely different guy. You can it's, read it on his body you language. You can. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, there's this notion that the Devils and the Rangers have lapped the Flyers in the rebuild. No, I don't think that's Be- true. Because, you know, they, they end up getting Truba and Panarin. Aaron wanted the big city lights. He got them. Right. And he's getting paid for it, too. Um, but you look at it, and you look at their cap situations as well, and you have to put that into consideration. You have to consider the goaltending position, which was the thing that held the Flyers back for many years. Right. And the future there. Um, so there's this notion. Oh, speaking of goaltending. Really the Flyers haven't come to fruition yet with the Hextall plan because of Frost and Farrell. We'll get back to the Flyers real quick. So Shesterkin, I, I saw him for a couple games, and I did see him when I was at the uh, rookie photo shoot, too. He got lit up a little bit, and, and that's simply because, again, and Ilya Simsanov had the same problem for about half the year last year. You come over, the angles are different, you don't know the players really well. Like Fox says, he knows them just a little bit from camp, but you don't know them really well. Put all those things together, there's going to be an adjustment, man. So no he, doubt. he is going to be just their— Just the ring a- size is a huge it's adjustment a huge for difference. a goalie's eye. He's going to be their AHL goalie, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't even rush it. Now, getting back to the Flyers— People might say that, right? But what if Nolan Patrick has a great year? They're not even counting on that anymore. It's almost like they've written that off, and I haven't written that off. So so there's that. What if Farabee does fit in and fits in well? What if Lindblom really has a great year? He goes to 22 goals. Right, which he could. I think they're on par in a different way. They may not have a Jack Hughes, and they may not have a Kako that are really that flashy. Mm Mm-hmm. But they got a horde of guys, man. Yeah. I mean, and you look at Sanheim. Don't underestimate Phil Myers. I yeah. think it's gonna be really don't good. Don't un- underestimate how well the Hextall guys did yeah. prior. Don't underestimate how well they did because we're still looking at a lot of the. When I'm in camp, I'm still seeing their guys. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, I mean, you can eventually maybe Jay O'Brien and yeah. some of these other picks that come into fruition. Cam York, we talked about yeah. before. So we get to the Flyers now. Uh, they finished sixth last year, 82 points. The year prior, they had 98 points, so a huge drop-off, 16-point drop-off. They finished NHL 500, 37-37-8, minus 37 in goal differential. We kind of know why that Vigneault is. will cure, cure that yep. instantly, yep. guaranteed. That, that's a plus next year, yeah. presumably, barring you don't go eight goalies deep again. Um, <laughs> but when you look at the Flyers, you know they had some acquisitions. Obviously, Kevin Hayes, we don't like the contract. But if you take the contract and the business out of it, the addition does help them. And it does. the effect it could have on the guy you just mentioned as well, and Nolan Patrick. So when you look at the Flyers, are they and other guys, to be a we, better team? Yeah, they'll be better. They'll Vigneault will draw the best out of Hayes. I think people have to forget about what he's making and just look at what you're seeing yep. on the ice. I think that's that's the key thing. I, I wanted to talk about some of the young guys for a minute in, in camp. So, like, tonight's the rookie game, and... You know, Mason Millman's a guy, like, I even said to him, I'm like, look, when you get drafted, you know that a lot of people don't know you. And he goes, yeah, I know. And, yeah. and, and he's a skinny guy. He's like 6'1", 175. But I got to tell you, as a defenseman, he's got really good instincts. And he's fast, and he heads up the ice quickly. And, you know, Chuck pumped him up, and that, that's fine. But I did see some really good things out of him, and, and I did ask him something which was really kind of funny. I said to him, are you sort of like a, a puck-stripping kind of guy, and he knew exactly what I was talking mm-hmm. about. He goes, look, when I'm going up against the guys, there's a lot of guys at this frame that I can't out-muscle right now. So, yes, I've gotten very good at that and smart at good that. stick skills. So, yeah, so the, the stick skills are there. I thought Comrie looked really good. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they'll sign Comrie, but he's going to play this year for Kelowna instead. Last year he played for Denver. Problem with Denver is they're loaded, right? So as a yeah. defenseman, if you're not a great offensive defenseman, and it's Sean Comrie. He's, I don't think he's any relation to the other Comrie Eric family. Comrie. Yeah, I looked it all up. Uh, or, yeah, I, I mean, think he might be. Though. No, I don't know. I, I mean, from Kelowna. Uh, elite, elite prospects didn't Comrie, have it. Yeah, isn't Eric Comrie from Kelowna? Yeah, but they, they didn't have it. So I mean, there could be like a fifth degree kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like I'm related to Henny Youngman, but like I never saw the guy. Yeah. Right? Um, he wasn't over for sure. Thanks. No, he did go to my parents' wedding though. But yeah. anyhow, uh, getting back to this, I, I liked what Comrie brought, and I don't know if they'll sign him, but. He is a good defensive guy, good two-way guy. 
He does have a little bit of offense in his game and he's smart. And Wyatt Wiley is an interesting one because they haven't signed him to an ELC yet. He's going to be the seventh defenseman tonight. He, in the WHL, there's some games where I noticed he had some pushback. I hadn't seen the pushback in camp, but the offensive skills are really good. He's a smooth passer. He's an excellent skater. He's got a great shot. He had a great year last year. I kind of wonder if they shouldn't just sign him just because how many offensive guys do they have in Lehigh? Yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, what you have to think about. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know what Gordon's looking at. So we'll see if he gets signed or not. Now, as far as the big team and Zamula, I looked real good on Sportsology. I wrote about all these guys. So if they want to check it out, Sportsology.com. But I like the team. I think, you know, Myers looks great. Myers. Even remember last year when we interviewed him, he was like using the hand grip thing. Yeah. This guy is like a monster now. Yeah, he's it, a specimen. He is a specimen, man. It's it's unbelievable. He's grown into his frame in a big way. But his skating's better than I've ever seen it. Yeah. I don't care about the muscle and stuff. I really don't. For a defenseman, I want to see how you could skate. Yep. And his backward skating is so much better than it used to be, even from a year ago. Hmm. And so, because two years ago, I felt like he took a step back with the injury, and now I feel like he's way ahead. So, so that's really nice. So Myers is going to help that blue line a lot. Yeah. I do think Nolan Patrick will give him production. I think Hayes will give him production. I think all the guys. Will Voracek drive Vignoke a little crazy? He might. At times. He might. But end of the day, they're going to be better. They're going to be better offensively. In net, I think Hart will be just as good. I can't tell you he's going to be better yet. And it's not because I'm negative. It's just because a second-year goalie in this league, you don't know. Now, the only thing I could tell you definitely is when they showed off Hart's mask and he did the video, his voice got a lot deeper and his arms are bigger. That's yeah. all I could tell you. Well, he's a workout fiend. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I know Franny uh, did his mask and Franny yeah. Drummond who does. Yeah, and we see him in the locker room once in a while. He yeah, does a great Franny's job. Yeah, Franny's a great guy and, and does a great job on the mask. Yeah. So, yeah. Will Hart be as good? A 917 save percentage? Mm, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's um, you know yeah. that's a number that a lot of goalies can't get to. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about a few of them, like in Carolina, yeah. and where they can only do it for a short time. So that's why, can he be a 924 guy? That takes a lot yeah. to be a, a 924 guy. Like, it, mm-hmm. it really does. So I don't know. He's put some, a lot of games on tape, too, so there's going to be some... You know, some some pre-scout yeah. on things that he likes to do. Now, he's very technically sound, obviously. Yeah, and, and he's really up on Venom. Like, he knows more about Venom than I really imagined he would. I'm not a big Venom fan, but he, you know, that's who's on his mask, and he right. likes him. Well, it works for him. Columbus, uh, a lot of losses. We, we talked about Panarin going to, yeah. uh, obviously, to New York, but uh, you lose Panarin, you you lose you lose a lot of guys. I mean, the kid that they have, Elvis, and I forget his last name, looked really good in, in camp. The goalie. Yeah, the goalie, yeah. and and so it, it's not all on Corpusala. Ustamenko? No, no, Ustamenko's no, flyers. Ustamenko, um, um, Elvis Glins, uh, It's something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's something close to that. Yeah, he's good. So I think he's going to give Corpusala a little run for his money, and maybe that could help make up some of the gap mm-hmm. on on the goaltending. Wierenski will be in there. Emil Benstrom is joining the team. He's a center that I think will score twenty twenty five goals right Cam out Atkinson of the gate. Still scores. Yeah, yeah. so I I think. Dubois will be better. He's another physical specimen. Ugh. But I don't think he ever gets to 30 goals, Dubois. I think yeah. there's a certain point where he, he levels off. By the way, one of the great picks of all time, too. To yeah. Go number three overall and not take Jesse Pujarvi and go Pierre-Luc Dubois, Yarmo Kekalainen at the time. People were going, what are you doing? I fully supported him yeah. at the time. If you remember, I said, hey, I don't know about the center thing, but we'll see. Yeah. Proved everybody wrong. And I am the happiest guy because I sort of backed it. And I was like... Now, I, I do still want to see Puryarvi do well, though, yeah. by the way. That's a whole I mean, other Seth Jones, thing. But, but Columbus is taking a step back. There's no, no way no around it. About, yeah. uh, Carolina uh, made the playoffs last year, 99 points, 46, 29, and 7. Looks like Justin Falk's going to be on the move. Anaheim's the rumored But he's not on the move yet. So yeah. you got to – the problem with their team is now they're so loaded with defensemen that a guy like Jake Bean – can't get out of Charlotte. Yeah. And that's to me, is a problem because I think they could use a Jake Bean. And I you, do. Well, you also lose your captain. Right. So and that's the biggest thing Justin right Williams now. not coming back. It's huge. Yeah, it's a big part of it. He's a big part of the identity of that I team. feel like, and I don't know this for sure, and I know he hangs out in Margate because he's got the summer house there. Part of what he's saying is true, but I also think part of him is like, why being you're camp? not going to pay me at least what, you, what I made last year. I have a feeling they gave him a number. He didn't like the number, and he's like, yeah, we'll see how that feels in a couple months. When you know you You're might need me, start. yeah, yeah, and so and got Aho on a good deal because of the the, the offer. I just sheet feel from like what he's given that franchise, he might have felt a little slighted when he went to get his contract. That's yeah. that's my feeling. So I do think that's a huge loss. Uh, 
Do they have other guys? Sure. I mean, Gazingle's a pretty good player. He may be a little overrated, but he can get you 20 goals, no question about it. Uh, Jake Gardner was a good ad, yep. no question about it. Got him at a great rate. If his back's okay, like that's yeah, it's a big question. You mark. know, that's a big question mark. We'll see how and durable. We'll see how durable he is in net. I looked up Morozik. He hasn't played more than fifty games or at least fifty games since sixteen seventeen. Yeah, so Detroit. so that's now he's going to have to shoulder the bigger load here. Yeah, and they also have a situation with the cap. Remember, like the Flyers, every game they were sending guys down, even if they didn't go down. Yeah, paper transactions. They're going to yep. have to do that now with Reimer, and yeah. so. You know, that's going to disrupt things a yeah. little bit. And so it's just a variable you don't want. It's a variable you don't want. I think Svechnikov will give him more. Uh, I don't know if a kid like Gauche can make the team, but boy, he had a really good year last year. But losing Volucci in the minors and losing a lot of their veterans in the minors because they didn't want to pay him, those are the guys that help you develop your young guys. The Flyers know that. Yeah. They, and they keep around some of those guys that you know are quadruple A players, yep. but they help your other guys along. They teach them how to be pros when they they're do. very impressionable at a young yeah. age. And the other, you, you can't run a hockey, an NHL team on a shoestring budget no. like this. You can't do it. And Worsofsky is a 31-year-old head coach. He was a head coach in the ECHL. He was the, their assistant there. You don't know if that's going to work out. Yeah. But what they had going was a really smooth transition if a guy had to come up and play yeah. for Carolina. I don't know if it'll be that this year. Yeah, so you think they're taking a step back? I think they're taking a step back. I do, back. too. I don't think they're a playoff team. Okay. Uh, top three teams in the East, Pittsburgh, Islanders, and Washington. Uh, Pittsburgh, they make the, the Kessel trade. Jim Rutherford's always making moves. Question marks here, is Matt, what, what, is Matt Murray going to be able to stay healthy? What is Matt Murray at this point? Yeah, uh, but they still have an, uh, their other goalie's good, too. I, I don't think they're in problem in net. I don't think Nets really, even with Murray going in and out, has ever really been their problem. No, to me, it's been they have goaltending depth on D with yeah. Latang. Yeah, and and I don't think Olivier Joseph is ready, but I do like the kid, and I think that was a good pickup for mm. them. Uh, Jack Johnson better do something for them because he's not going to. I mean, you that was that. that was just a brutal thing. Yeah. Schultz could certainly improve again, mm-hmm. and and that could help him. Malkin will do better, and I looked up Malkin's numbers, and it's very interesting. Like. Definitely Phil Kessel, what does he get, 25, 30 assists a year. He is a black hole, and if you play with him, yep. if you're a guy that sort of wants flow with the puck, you're gonna, it ain't coming back to you a lot of times. Yeah. And and I think that upset Malkin because the year that he won all the awards, he had like 339 shots on goal. Then it went down significantly, like 260. Then all of a sudden you could tell when Kessel got there, it's like 180, 170. One, and so like last year, but even in those years, the amazing thing about Malkin is his shooting percentage was still like 17%, yeah. which, again, if you say a player like William Carlson has 17%, you're like, well, he can't sustain that. But Malkin can, yeah. right? But last year or he anybody was— anybody that would leave Carolina. <laughs> right. It would but be he was, 7% in Carolina, then 20% outside of Carolina. But he was 11.2 last year, Malkin. Yeah. And so he knows he had a horrible year. He talked about it. He was open and honest about Kessel. Kessel's a good guy. It's just this is the way he plays hockey. Yeah. I think Malkin will have a big year, a big bounce-back year. I think it's amazing that he's not only more than a point-a-game player, he is well more than a point-a-game oh, yeah. player. About 1.29 or something. But like we that. should be talking about him like one of the six, seven best players in the league, but we don't because of Sidney Crosby, yeah. and it's a shame. But I also think he's a guy that doesn't want to be the star. He just wants to get credit for what he does. But I don't think hockey was a, enough fun for him last year. He is a guy that just likes to have yeah. fun. If he is having fun, they'll still have a big year. And mm-hmm. I think I think they made enough moves to stay competitive. I don't think they'll be at the point level they're there. So I think they'll take a slight step back. But end of the day, they could still end up in that exact spot. Mm, I think they could be a wild card team. They could be. Yeah. Um, the New York Islanders, 103 points. They shaved off, I think, 103 goals from the Doug Waite team to the Barry Trotz team. Yeah. Which is like 1.2 goals per game. They went from 31st in the NHL in goals allowed to number one. But they no, lost that goalie. And, but they lost Leonard. But but you got to look at it. Thomas Grice was pretty good last year, too. He was. But was that goaltending or was that the quality of the opportunity in front of you? So Kevin Woodley says it all the time. Goaltending does not happen in a vacuum. Right. And that's a case in point for it there. No, no. But And Mayfield told me early in the year he, he basically – he and I know each other very well. I covered him in the USHL. So when I covered him early in the year and I asked him for some information about the team, he told me exactly like the zones, the breakdown, everything else. Yeah. That's great. But you do still have to have the goaltending too. Yeah. And Semyon Varlamov, Varlamov, there's games where he goes on stretches for 20, 25 yep. games and he looks like the best goalie in the league. Then he either gets hurt or then he just gets cold. 
I don't think he's going to give the same kind of effort or results. I shouldn't say effort. He's not going to give the same results that Leonard did. Signing him to four years was crazy. Yeah, like, I'm I telling agree. you, that is crazy. And I look at the team. I don't know what effect this is going to have, but as I predicted, there is a lawsuit with Belmont now, so that's going to slow it down. Mm-hmm. No distraction. It, there are other things going on with the Coliseum and Barclays. They haven't divvied up. We don't know how many games they're playing that's at. insane. But we don't. We it's don't. Absolutely insane. We don't know the number the yet. And so there's some other things there. End of the day, Trotz can, can eliminate some of that. Uh, Barzil will be Barzil. I, I think it was smart to bring back Nelson. They made some. Anders Lee. Yeah, Anders Lee is always going to be great. They made some minor additions. But they, you know. To me, they're prime for They lost Val Filpola, and I thought he wasn't going to do well there, and he yeah. did great. They are going to be prime for a setback, though, because I don't think they're going to utilize Hosang, and I just think they do need more help. Uh, there's a kid, Koivola, who I think we played in the AHL. If I got the name right, I'm going by memory here. Uh, had a really good year, and I think he can make the team. So that's something. Uh, Mason Jobst, who is a 25-year-old out of Ohio State, I'd watched him in, in college. I think he can make the team. So I think they're they're going to be able to fill in guys. Yeah. They're but they're taking team a, for me. But they're taking a step back. Um, top of the division, Metro, the Washington Capitals, 48-26-8. They were coming off a Stanley Cup win last year. They showed well last year winning the division. Ultimately, they get bounced in the playoffs. Uh, not a lot of change here in Washington. You're going into the final year for Holpe. What happens in Washington? It's a good question. Uh, I does, think does Ovechkin start to show age? <laughs> well, Ovechkin's starting to show that he's going to be a KHLer because he he's already. Uh, I forget the team. I have it on my website, and it's not on the top of my head. But he's a consultant already for one yeah. of the teams, and so I think he's already not planning on his way out because if Alex Ovechkin still wants to win while he's and in he the league, he wants to take it this a run at this Gretzky number too. He does. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to take it enough. I he's already getting involved. Like I have, I, I have some insiders in the KHL that tell me he's already involved in the youth hockey program there. He is setting himself up to going there and playing, and then sort of being the next hockey czar there. Yeah, like Fatisov. So, ah, I think he'll he'll still have a great year. Uh, Holpe, I think, will be on the way out. I don't think they're going to give him a long term deal. No, I don't think so either. I think Samsonov will be their guy. I think they will eventually turn over the reins mm-hmm. to him, but they'll give him another year in the A, which is smart. I don't think he's going to be the backup because uh, who is their backup? Their back. Maybe he at. will be the backup. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at. I got to look at that. Uh, defensively, they've lost a little, but I still think they're good enough. They've always seemed to be able to handle it. Offensively. Yeah, they they're missing a little bit. Um I still think offensively though they'll they'll get the job done. End of the day, you're still dealing with the Kuznetsov situation. The Kuznetsov situation is fascinating because uh I don't know what to make of that. Like I oh I do I I oh, know Phoenix Copley's the backup. Phoenix Copley, right. Yeah, he's a pretty good backup. Um I got to tell you, I it's it's really bad. I know Ovechkin said, "Hey, the guy made a mistake," but it's a mistake that's sort of like they're lucky there's a loophole with the league with that drug, the same way that the NBA has that loophole with mm-hmm. marijuana. Yeah, it's not a performance enhancing drug. Well, not they say it's not. Yeah. So, well, if you're doing it in party settings, it's not helping you in game. Right is kind of the theory behind it. Right, but so I think that. It will have a little bit of an effect on the team. I kind of wonder if Ted Leonsis had a little talking to him. I do. And so that's, I mean, he's an extremely oh, important piece. player for yeah. them. Like he, Both now and down the line. Yeah, he's got to have a big year for them. Like he can't, he can't like look like a guy that is suffering because, hey, he got embarrassed and and now he just doesn't feel it the same way he did the last year. John Carlson, though, I got to tell you, like last year, I felt like he had a very underrated year because mm-hmm. he has now become a shot blocker besides a guy who can get 70 points. Yeah. So And key to that power play. That's really, really high key. High point, man. And I got to tell you, Nick Jensen did really well, better than probably we all thought, mm-hmm. because when they signed that deal, they were like, so I think defensively, like he does fill in. Uh, it I could am, lead the league in suspensions with Tom Wilson and Radko Gudis. <laughs> they could. I think 
they could get more out of um, T.J. Oshie. He, 25 goals is about what you're going to get out of him, but 54 points. Yeah, you like to see 65 out of I him. I think they can get a little more, but but he does give a toughness level now that yeah. that really helps. I think when you look at all of that, I think they have enough parts. Okay. So I think they stay the same. Okay, they they still the top team in the Metro? Yeah. Yeah, until proven otherwise. Yeah. I agree. They're there. Uh, so the teams that we have going backwards in the Metro, perhaps, and you and I actually agree on a lot today, the Islanders, the Canes, and Columbus. Yeah. All moving backwards. Perhaps the Rangers, Devils, Flyers moving forward. Pittsburgh remaining probably in at least that top four in the Metro. And then you look at a team, like, who were the playoff teams in this division? It's Washington for sure, yeah. in our estimation. We'll go Pittsburgh in there as well yeah. as at least a top four, even though they may not be a 100-point team. They're a 96-point team, yeah. Um, as long as you have Crosby uh, still, and, and if Malkin does have a bounce back. So the other two teams, if you're putting one of the wild-card teams with the Florida Panthers in the Atlantic division, who are your four teams? Washington? Yep. Pittsburgh? Yep. Are you going Rangers? Flyers, it could go that way. Or you, I'm, I'm not even talking about sp- specifically order, but just no, the no, four no. teams. Or could you go? Could you see a Washington, Pittsburgh, Flyers, Rangers top four spots in that division? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I, I think because the one thing that the Rangers have that the Devils don't is they have Kako, who is ready to play at this level, right? For sure, and they not have that Hughes quest. isn't, and they have one. So I do think there's a possibility that what you said could happen. Okay. The last the last scenario. Well, we're going to take care of the Western Conference next week, and yeah. we're going to get a couple of guests next week as well. Yeah, I got to go, man. I got softball playoffs. Oh, well, look at you. Well, actually, hey, listen, you, you play your league beer league hockey, mm-hmm. so. Got my son's practice right into my beer league, and other than that, it's great. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. <laughs> Episode 53, we'll be back next week with 54. Enjoy your rookie game, I guess, tonight. Yep. And preseason hockey, and when we talk, it's next on a week, weird channel too. It's like NBCSP Plus or something. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know you got to look out for that, man. I'll have to tape it. I got a game tonight. Yeah. But uh, everybody, enjoy your preseason hockey. We'll be back next week on the Stick to Hockey Podcast.